Welcome back to a, I would say it's a bonus episode of Capes and Tights, a pop, pop culture and comic book podcast. This is Star Wars week for us. Uh, we're recording this a little early to get prepared for it, but this is actually, when people are listening to this, Adam, this is May the 4th be with you. You know, happy Star Wars Day, right? I mean, let's let's get to this. And I like how we're celebrating Star Wars Day, basically, with, with reviewing, basically, and talking about one of the most hated Star Wars movies out there. Yep. Like if you're gonna hit Star Wars Day, you'd be like, "Oh, let's do Empire." Like, but nope, we uh we decided to go with uh talking uh, uh Phantom Menace today. I think it was a great choice. Podcast. I think so too. I think it's a little bit. We watched a documentary separately together. If you think about it, uh, about it too, in 20 year rec- retrospective of how yep. it became one of the most hated movies, Star Wars movies. too. people are warming up to it, but. This is May 4th. We're doing Star Wars week. So this entire week is a bunch of different stuff going on. I have some clips from other interviews and some things that I'm, we're doing together, Adam and I. So we're going to talk Star Wars movies, but obviously follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, capesandtights.com, all the crappy places you can find this horrible podcast, <laughs> right? This podcast where no we way, just, dude. Like, gush over things that really aren't, like a lot of people don't like, but we do like it. it. It's Star Wars. Yes, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I got my outfit on. If you're watching the actual video portion, I got my support family moisture Ooh, farms t-shirt. Damn, that's tight. And my, you, uh, this is from $6shirts.com. You're always so much better dressed. Look, I went through my entire old comic book collection to get this little Star, Star Wars, Wars comic behind me that I still had here, not packed up to leave. So, And I have what uh, I got. my uh, Tatooine National Park <laughs> hat on. And I actually literally went out to get a new coffee to come in here and talk. And it, the you, uh, postal delivery driver dropped it off. I was very happy. I'm not going to, you can find this on the internet because I do not want to promote them because they're kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, but if you, if you look for it, you can find it online. Uh, I don't sure. want to, I don't want to talk nice about them, but I also don't want to talk shit about them. So, cause maybe one day they will be a sponsor of the show and we'll just have to deal with it then. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Star Wars, who doesn't want to talk Star Wars, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, God, I mean, I'm, I don't even know where we would start. I'm going to let you handle all that today. Well, but so yeah, I, I want just... to start with, 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 with where this is the first of the episodes in this week yep. talking Star Wars. Adam, you and I are Star Wars fans and we've talked about like Star Wars things in other yep. episodes here and there, but we haven't really talked about Star Wars fandom and how we got into it. So I want to quickly just say yeah. that when I was growing up, I was born in 1986. So I was a little late to the game, obviously, with Star Wars in theaters, right? In mean, 80. Seven, what was the 83? 83 yeah. was uh, Return the of the last, Jedi, right? Yep. yep. And so to me, I was three years old. My parents were like watched movies and did things, but they weren't like into it. Excuse me. Yep. So it wasn't like implemented as a kid. Like you have to watch these movies, kind of like I will do with my son. Is it was just like, oh, we're going to watch the Star Wars movies. And they ended up being on TV. We didn't, I don't think we owned yep. VHS tapes or DVDs of them growing up. So to me, I had to really find Star Wars on my own. And so to me, I guess the first real movies that I actually like were like Star Wars was the Phantom Menace. Like to me right. in 1999, I would have been 13 years old. Well, it, and that, that was, was the beginning I'm, to me. I'm so glad you said that. That was exactly the point I was trying to get at in my head was that we also have a great, like perfect age gap between us for, for Phantom Menace too, because, and I'll just, cause you, I was born in 79. So when Return of the Jedi came out, I mean, I'm still a kid, little but, tiny kid. I, I I remember it. In fact, I called my mom this morning. It was the first movie that I went out to with her and my dad. I'd been to the dollar theater before. They had to take me out before the ending because I wouldn't stop talking about the movie. And that was Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um. So I didn't even make it the whole way through, but I clearly loved it. 
But at the same time, like I was little, man. Like by the time Phantom Menace comes out, I'd been reading the novels and the mm-hmm. comics. I'm like 20 years old. I was so excited for this movie. I Who wasn't excited it. for this movie though? Like that's the thing. So we're, yeah. we're watching that documentary that what we watched was it called 20 Years? What'd you say it was called? We had it in my text message. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace 20 Years Later. It's worth watching. It's on YouTube. Do you know? Pause this if you want to, and go watch it totally. and come back because it's definitely worth watching. Because it's it seems somewhat fan made, but like well done fan made, yeah. uh, and, and it's really well 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 put together to talk about Phantom Menace. But the biggest thing I remember, so for a little background story to most of the people who listen to this yeah. podcast, is I live in Orrington, Maine, which is you know right outside. It's a suburb of of Bangor, Maine, or right out to the city of Bangor, Maine, uh, in central Maine, and I grew up in Kittery moved here when I was 10. Then when I was 20, I moved back to, um, to Massachusetts. And so, but when I moved back to Maine in 2016, I lived basically across the street from where I used to live when I was growing up. There's a gas station down the street and that gas station. Remember when I was 13 or 14 years old, would have been 13 years old. I was helping babysit some people in the area. And that gas station had every single item in the freaking store was star Wars, the phantom menace, the soda fountain cups, (laughs) the lollipops, the Pepsi cans, the there was die cut. There was um uh, Standy, like you know Luke Skywalker and uh, not like Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker. There was every single thing you could think about was Star Wars related, and it was fascinating to me that this was like it literally. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it a lot now. I don't think there's been anything since then that was no. this much stuff. Like they got the rights to put it on everything that much yep. back in 1999. It was fascinating. Yeah, and um. God, it is. I mean, the whole watching and the thing too, that struck me and, and then we'll get right back. But like, yeah. this was also coming out right when like internet reviews were becoming the thing. And it's fascinating to see how they really buried the movie because mm-hmm. my thing is like, there was major hype. You and I remember it, that documentary again, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It kind of reminds you what the hype was like. And my thing is like, did it live up to the hype? Absolutely, it lived up to the hype. I don't think I've ever left a theater happier in my life at 20 years old, halfway through college. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And But it's weird. This is like, I feel like the first victim of like internet retconning. Yeah, and they you know? talk about the edits. People made edits to the movie because of the yep. fact they didn't like it that much. Exactly. So before we get all into it, like there was the, the, the problem people always have with these movies before we get into the nitty gritty of it is it's never gonna be the first three movies. Like you just, no matter what, the only way this would have been the first three movies is if this movie came out in 1985. You know what I mean? Like if it came out a couple of years after Return of the Jedi, like if that's when the movie came out, different story. But 16 years later, with technology improving, you're not going to use the same actors and actresses. You're not going to use the same film edit. You're not going to use nope. anything that's the same different cameras. It's never going to be the same. Nope. I'm sorry. The only way it would have been different is if they didn't do the prequel series and did something crazy, like what they're doing now with, with Mandalorian. And you know, exactly. Probably, it would have been something completely off the Skywalker trilogy or Skywalker series as a whole. Then it would have been okay. But everybody had to go in there picking like they wanted it to be Empire. Like they want to, you, you take the, the most pinnacle Star Wars movie there is, and you relate it to that. And it's like, no, 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 it's a completely different thing. And so I, I, I understand people's, when you put the hype up to where it was, where people are standing in line to get the tickets and then standing in line to get the, get in the theater, right. 
when you put it way up there, it was never gonna meet that anticipation. Never. No, I mean, I remember that we went to Strawbridge Marketplace. It was the big new like megaplex theater. It was further from my house than we usually went, but everybody was going there and they had the best screens. And I, you couldn't get in the lobby on the night it opened. And we were there at midnight. I mean, and it was spilling out in the parking lot. There were, like you said, there were people dressed up everywhere. The part of that though, that I distinctly remember that people don't talk about now is people were just as excited when they came out. Like yes. there was not disappointment. Nope. There may have been later on the internet. I, there was zero disappointment. <laughs> like, and, and, and again, it, I, I feel like it's one of those things Like I, I went to tell my brother to, to download the uh, key collector comics app because mm-hmm. he's collecting comics books again. And I'm like, Hey man, you need to, you need to check this app out. And he goes, will it spoil comic books for like, some comic stories from like TV shows? And like, well, technically yes, because there is this section of the, you know, hot comics or this um, key comics that, this has a first appearance in it and it's been rumored to be this first appearance is going to be in the next Star Wars thing or whatever. And so he's like, I don't want to download it. So back then there's too many people who went into that movie or right after that movie read the articles on Hollywood reporter or insider or whatever, and read that it was a mediocre movie in the documentary. They even mentioned that there was a headline saying Star Wars fans loved it. And they changed the headline to say they were mixed reviews about it. And it was like, it was the beginning of the internet telling you what, how you should feel. And I would, I do think that way that 6 million people watched the trailer for that movie. People went and saw like bought tickets to go see movies that they didn't want to see the movie just because they knew the trailer to the movie was me showing yep. and how different of an age that is where you and I, I text you when I'm on the toilet and say, Hey man, have you seen the new Dr. Strange trailer? <laughs> like how exactly. different that is now, how many of you, I mean, star or uh, Spider-Man was the one recently we talked about last episode about, or not last, last time we recorded back at episode 35 of our podcast uh, of that. It was watched like 350 million times on YouTube in the first 24 hours. This was watched 6 million times prior to YouTube. I can't imagine the number of views this trailer would have had if YouTube was in existence back in 1999. Like I don't even under, I couldn't, you can't, you can't do math on that. That's like gone with the wind being the most (laughs) profitable movie of all time based on inflation. Oh yeah. This is like, this would have been the most watched trailer of all time based on inflation and technology and, yep. and, and the future of our, uh, you know, way we consume media. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. We're going to do what I'm doing, Adam, is I'm trying to set up this episode to put the hype up there of how amazing this yes. episode is going to be yep. for it to actually not be as good as before. Well, and I think, I think maybe you've started in the right place. So we should probably, maybe we should go with that a little bit, which is maybe people have forgotten what it was like to be there. And that, like you said yeah. that, so if we, like, you and I kind of thinking about that, that's a good place to start because you really should watch it thinking. I mean, that's like all the big blockbusters you think of from the nineties back then leading up to it, they're mm-hmm. nothing compared to this, nothing no. compared to this. And I think, <laughs> like, you know, so it was released in May 19th, 1999. And for me, again, spanning of time and just how the mm-hmm. world works i kept on like in my mind in my i was like oh it's 30 years after the last movie like in my mind it always like it like 30 years because if you think about it we're getting sequels we just talked about a couple of episodes uh, uh prior um to the last recording about ghostbusters and how like that movie the the sequel or the afterlife didn't come out super far away right. from the last movie and so it's like it's to me it's like that movie came out farther away, but for some reason, always in my mind, episode one came out 30 years after episode five or six. 
and oh, yeah. that's it, it didn't it was 15 16 years later but it honestly, wasn't even I, that long i think you're hitting on something that too is part of the problem is like as the like kind of the whole narrative got colored about the movie people kind of relegated the original trilogy like to this thing that was the golden era of film it mm-hmm. wasn't man it happened in 1977 like it I, it was decidedly not the golden era of yeah. film <laughs> and yes. you know so so it didn't but i think people want it to be and so they put it back in this era of like classic films and that's not the reality no. of what it is it, like you said it was it wasn't that long ago oh my god i was alive when the second and third ones were made i mean yes Exactly. And that's, it seemed like it was a forever ago, but here, so the other thing that gets overlooked, I think a little bit, first of all, the movie was only made for $115 million. It's wild. Like we just talked, like I said, we, uh, you know, we're, we're recording this not far after we're doing our no way home uh, review. So we talked about that more recently, but that was like the $200 million movie. And this mm-hmm. is like using technology that hadn't been used before. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll get into Jar Jar Binks, but Jar Jar Binks was the first fully CGI character in a movie. Yeah. Like, all this stuff was insane to me that they used and George Lucas was, that's what he's known for. He was known for yep. cutting edge, using things that other people hadn't done exactly. before. And same with Lucas films. They're still to this day, still doing some stuff like that with the Mandalorian. The whole mm-hmm. se- uh, show was filmed on that cool new stage that exactly. like you can, you don't have to be on set anymore or on, yep. on location. And Lucas did this with this film. And that's, I think one of those yep. things that people gave him shit for like of how much I, I, CGI was in this movie. But I think in the it's same also sense we wanted that like he wanted to do that. Yes. And I think, like you said, it fell victim to that, too, because, again, that's another rap that Phantom Menace, but the whole trilogy gets is like, oh, God, the CGI now is so bad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, but hold on. Yes. Like when we went and saw this movie, it was like, like again, I, I don't know how you ex- everything moves faster now with technology. So I'm like, how do you explain to the younger like we'd never seen that. We'd seen bits of CGI for sure. It was starting to come out, but like that was, that had never happened before. So like Mm -hmm. Phantom Menace is this mark in time, but now people are judging it for being the first, but you wouldn't have any of the cool effects now without that. Yes. I mean, that's where Gollum came out of and- Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and, and, and Planet of the Apes. You're talking like, um, yeah, sure. you know, all that stuff, all the newer stuff, all that stuff came from those motion capture suits. And mm-hmm. and and the person who I got a little goosebumps at him watching that documentary about how I'm at best when he came out for the question and answer at the 20th anniversary question and answer segment uh, that he people cheered for him. It reminded me a lot of when Bill Buckner came back to Fenway Park after many, many, many years yep. and the fans cheered him and, and he basically got like, okay, we're, we're forgive you. It wasn't all your fault. We, we were, you know, I yep. do see Star Wars fans as being similar to Boston sports fans <laughs> in the idea yep. that when you mess up, they're going to let you know that you messed up and, and, and why we blame Ahmed Best, why you right. blame... Right. Like, why you blame these actors who are doing what they're being basically doing what they're told to be doing? This is not, you know, Morgan Freeman 30 no. years into his career knowing what he's doing. These all yeah. these actors and actresses were a lot of them were their first move, big movie. And George Lucas is like, you need to do it this way. So they yes. did it this way. And then all of a sudden, I know where I'm at best is getting death threats. Well, and you can like, tell the point in the documentary where I texted you about yeah. <laughs> about my new feelings. Well, not new, but my mm-hmm. my now more radicalized feelings about Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I, I, that's on my list. So I want to get into So the other thing I thought about was as crazy as hell to me was 
how many famous people were actually in this movie, but also they weren't like, like Liam Neeson yeah. always has been someone, but like even McGregor hadn't been like a ton of people. Natalie Portman was only 17 in this movie, right. which is crazy. Um, you had, you know, all those people that were in this movie that like nowadays you look back at like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Yep. The Star Wars movie featured these people. Cause when Star Wars, you know, episodes four, five, and six came out, most of those people like weren't crazy big actors or actresses. They were just, Oh, starting out and so seeing obi-wan kenobi beat ewan mcgregor and seeing kwai john lynn being the anisa was cool uh jake lloyd obviously again another victim of yeah. of the internet and stuff like that but it also seemed like he had some mental things going on he was he is he's been diagnosed with schizophrenia so it's not like it's um you know completely has to do with this yeah. movie but yeah it sucks for him you know you think you got finally get a starring role in, in star wars and that you're gonna yeah. that's, you're set for life and it doesn't work out for you, but it was pretty crazy. Uh, it it made a billion dollars, Adam. What I was trying to do while you were talking there for a second is see the adjusted for inflation. I, I'm looking for a, a Reddit too, article. So. There's a Reddit article, a Reddit post that says adjusted for inflation. Uh, let's see here. The Phantom Menace. What? That doesn't seem right. It says 827 million, but that doesn't make any sense because it made over a billion in the actual box office. Yes. So that can't, I mean, inflation has definitely gone up since then, Adam. But I don't know if you've known this, but like, you know, <laughs> Man, uh, here we go. The numbers. I just com. noticed it last night ordering dinner. I told Annie, I was like, this is much more expensive than it used to be. Yes. This says it that way too, huh? Weird. It says adjusted for inflation was 828 million, but I'm wondering if it's domestic. Right. All, all time domestic. Okay. This is domestic. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. Let's see. Is there a international or all-time domestic? Why? Did... That's weird. I don't know why they're doing domestic. Yeah. Oh, there's why it's because it's under domestic. Oh, whatever. I'll look it up at some other time. Sure. We'll talk about. It. We can. We can Let's, have a little. What we right. forgot on the next episode for episode two of the well, movie. But uh, dude, I'm sure we could do. We could more. do ten I mean, episodes. Yes, I know. This. We could. We could do that. Actually, let's do that. We'll do a one small little segment of all the things we forgot from all the ones we did yes. because we're doing the prequel series this week. So tomorrow you'll be able to hear. Again, when this is released, May 4th, May 5th will be episode two and May 6th will be episode three. Yep. So we'll get that and we'll have uh, all that stuff there. But um, so, yeah, great actors. I think the the Jake Lloyd question, people didn't like him as as Anakin Skywalker. I think he was cute. And I think he, he it made me yep. knowing the way that George Lucas released these films, knowing what Anakin was going to become. Right. made me feel even more sad that he became yeah. Darth Vader. And so seeing him, this cute, lovable, you know, innocent person, yep. and then seeing him going, you know, he's going to become an evil person yep. made me feel for him even more. And I think Jake Lloyd was not a bad actor. I don't understand well, the people shitting on him. <laughs> and, and again, we've, well, we'll say this probably a few more times. You haven't seen this documentary. You should check it out. But like, I, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure from everything I've heard from, George Lucas and everybody around him, he was trying to make a children's movie in Phantom Menace, yes. even more so than the next two movies. And have you ever seen a children's movie where it's like serious dramatic acting? No, they act just like Jake Lloyd did, which is mm -hmm. a little over dramatic, a little over characterized because it's not meant for fully developed consumers. Yet. Yes, absolutely. I just found it before we finish. I found it 1.8 billion roughly adjusted yeah. for inflation. So, which if you anybody wants to figure that out, um, No Way Home made about 1.9 billion. Yep. So it's on the par with that, which is crazy to think about because mm -hmm. I mean, so Spider Man technically has what like 21 films 
prequels to it because sure. of the fact that there's uh, all of the MCU films and then you have all the Sp- yep. Spider-Man films that lead up to it. This only had three at the time. And three films that were released all together 16 years prior to it and it made a billion dollars in the box office with like little promotion because again, what we have right. now is I have my Roku TV on now and there's ads coming by. Exactly. I mean, that would have been on I mean, there was a little promotion. There was a lot of promotion because, like I said, physical promotion. But where people take the media in nowadays and how we see these trailers 350 yep. million times wasn't the same in 1999 for sure. No, and, and maybe that's a whole other point that's interesting is like I, to convey to maybe younger listeners that like it, it wasn't as easy to get information about these movies. Like yes. we were on like weird forums where people had theories that turned out like none of them were right. Mm-hmm. Like it, but there was no like going on Twitter to get to the up the you know latest news on Star Wars. Like no. it was basically you found out in a newspaper. Like I'm sorry, right. there was the internet, but like not what it is now. No, sure. And and it was uh it was crazy because I didn't remember watching the trailer. I watched the trailer if I saw a movie. I remember seeing the movie trailer when I went and saw a different movie. That's yeah. when I saw trailers. Nowadays I can I can watch a trailer right now while I'm talking to you. And so it's a lot different in that side of things. But uh of course. Um the special effects. So we talked about that. I wanted to touch on that really quickly. I'm just, I have my Roku TV on above me and I realized that there's a little <laughs> trash can with a Ninja Turtle in it. I, whatever. Um, the special effects were, were, were stunning for its time, but I'll tell you, but, Adam, when I rewatched this, when I rewatched this um, like the last couple of weeks, I watched it in 4K. And I'll tell you, there's some things we talked about when, when HD started coming out, when people always joked yes. about like, Oh, they're going to start doing pornography in HD. And everybody's like, I don't know if anybody wants to watch pornography in HD. I'm sorry. This is not yeah. like what you want to see. No. Um, because you can see everything. Newscasters are like, wow, with the right lighting on that person. That person does yep. not look good. The special effects, like you could tell Jar Jar Banks was CGI. And so, but my caveat to that is in the time, in that time, it was fascinating as hell that you could see this person that wasn't really there. Or was really yep. there, but like all the stuff on him wasn't there. Talking and interacting with people was fascinating as hell to me. And 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 I'll, let's just get the Jar Jar Binks thing out of the way. I, I think, have I mean, no I... issue with Jar Jar Binks. Minimal issues. I say minimal I... because there's no perfect character out there for me. No, but my God, no. It was necessary. I'm sorry. And and this needed is a like, comedic relief. Yes, you needed that character. I think about a lot because like Annie, my wife, is very different side of this debate. Like she does not like Jar Jar Binks, but like I'm like you. I have. No problem with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, do I think he is a bit over the top and annoying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you seen every other Star Wars movie? They're, There's, they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. They're still yes. doing it in the new series where they're like, that character is really annoying. Yes, there's always yes. been annoying characters. So I don't really get the. I mean, I, it really, I think it's just, it suffered that thing of like this deluge of internet things that were like, Jar Jar Binks is a meme. Maybe one of the first big internet memes i don't even you know really and yeah i yeah. just i like it's one it. of the I first br- websites too that the whole like jar jar binks should be die like that those fan right, created exactly. websites and nowadays i can say i get your website right now for like eight dollars a year like a url yeah. back then it was not so someone no. invested some money into a website to put out yep. a jar jar binks should die uh, uh website yep. um and so there was a hatred for it but i feel like one of the main reasons that you create a character like that is so you love the other characters more and so, like, you need a character that's not fan favorite all the time. There is this side that people did think that George Lucas was creating a character to sell toys. And so that's a big, you know. Which he, has, he has said on the record many times. Yes. I mean, 
but like so people the, the the difference is is that if you put one of the things i always like to talk to people about is yep. take star uh, phantom menace forget everything you know about the star wars universe forget everything you know about the real life universe and just watch the phantom menace for the phantom menace as a standalone film it's yep. a great film it the is problem people have is they connect it to the first three films they yep. connect it to the fact that we're trying to sell toys does people forget adam that that making movies is a business like, well, and I, I thought one of the things I watched with George Lucas, it was so interesting, and I'm going to be a big defender yeah. of George Lucas in this too, is that like people confronted him about the toy thing that didn't like that it was a part of the vision, yep. but he understood. And I, this is where I think you and I can vouch for it. Like, dude, the toys are a feature, not a, a bug. Like I loved collecting Star Wars toys. I mean, George Lucas knew that that was part of the fun of Star Wars. It was one of the first big movies that was like, and here's this whole world of things to collect. Yes. And here we are. <laughs> like, and, and I don't, like I said, you, we, people get mad because you're selling toys, but like then they use the whole world to sell the movie. And we, we've known this back in the day, if you watch these things, there's movies, shows that were created to sell toys. Right? I mean, like Transformers, He-Man, He-Man. all those shows were, were created, like yep. we mentioned. It, 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 why do you blame someone for doing that for the big picture? And I want to own it. I have, oh, I, I brought it to the office. I have a little uh, uh, Chewy um, Funko Pop. It's fuzzy. And yep. I got it for like two bucks, three bucks at the, the comic book shop this past week. Because yep. I'm like, this is badass. It, it brought my movie life, love to life. And it's on my desk. Yep. And, and why wouldn't you want that stuff to go along with it? Like, I want yep. that. I want more of that. I, I want something No Way Home. I mean, I have Stan Lee on my desk. Yep. From a freaking right. Marvel movie, like why wouldn't I? I mean, I I honestly personally think that's part of why uh, George Lucas decided to sell it to Disney mm-hmm. because Disney already also had a track record of understanding that like these cartoons are more than cartoons; they're mm-hmm. toys. I mean, Disney's doesn't ever apologize for the money it makes from toys. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and the funny thing is, we talk about the, the connection to Jar Jar Binks is the fact that he was probably created to make toys. Can you still buy Jar Jar Binks toys on the? primary market i mean on the secondary market i can see on the resale market yeah i don't think i think they when the when the backlash started coming they stopped producing yep. those toys. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which is a funny thing is i think it was created in the way he how weird he was and how like big ears and, and funky and funny was to create films or, or toys for the people so that's just right. funny how like he he was created to sell toys and then they realized oh shit we can't sell this toy anymore because no one's gonna buy right. it and so the racist remarks, I thought that was funny. That reminded me in that documentary about how people remind, people will pull thing, anything out of anything. Oh, my God. Like, seriously. And George Lucas said it best. Okay, so you see this orange dude with big He's ears. amphibian. Yeah. And you you equate that with a Jamaican guy, and you think that his long, floppy ears is dreads? Are you crazy? Yeah. And so, like, I can see how the connection there people were like well, stretching to get something it to has that George R. Brings. it has that reverse thing to it too mm-hmm. of where they're like it's racist it sounds jamaican but i'm like do you know a lot of jamaicans honestly that talk like that i have yes. never met a single no. jamaican ever that talks like that that they don't they don't go hey misa hungry yes no, exactly that's a that's a made-up thing like, and, and, and here's the deal you can't tell me that george lucas wasn't thinking the way that uh, yoda speaks and wanted to do another character in Star Wars that maybe could have the love and attention that Yoda yeah, has. Exactly. Because like, Yoda speaks so differently. He's the only person in the, in the Star Wars universe yep. that speaks that way. And so let me find something else funny and goofy. And maybe people will start talking that way 
right. for fun. And that's what was created. And then people just didn't like it. And I, I, again, I think it was because the movie wasn't that bad. They had to right. find something to pick it on. And it was, and that, but that's on. where I like, again, when I'd be like with somebody, it feels like that. Like, honestly, though, honestly, is C3PO a serious character? No, no, he, he's great. We love him. He's hilarious. I promise you, if you go think about it and watch the originals, he pulls the serious narrative down, even in Empire Strikes Back, no. the most serious of all of them. And he's in a backpack making weird comments. Like, it's no different. Like, no. And Jar Jar Binks saves the freaking day multiple times. Yeah. That's the other part about it. He's a hero. Like, I, yeah. like he's a he's a he's a unrespected person in his own community yep. because of some things that he's done, stupid like non common sense things. And then he saves yep. the day multiple times. And now you hate the person for actually yep. like the character being a hateable character that really saves the day. And honestly, right. Phantom Menace would not be. And, and George Lucas has basically said it. And maybe this could just be him doubling down on the fact that people don't like his character. But he basically says that the prequel series was supposed to really revolve around Jar Jar Binks. Yes. But he basically has come out and said that Jar Jar Binks oh, was supposed absolutely. to play a humongous yep. role in all three films. And then slowly, as you see it, big, big part in Phantom Menace. And then you'll see in episodes two and three that he has a small, smaller, you know, obviously spiral spots as things right. go along. And he actually was on the first poster and never on another poster either, which I thought was funny too. Um, but like, yeah. I, there's nothing wrong with Jar Jar Binks. We're going to say that here. Capes and Tights podcast that says we are team Jar Jar Binks. Oh, 100%. Um, now I really think it'd be freaking amazing for a Disney Plus series that just revolves around Jar Jar Binks. Well, that's why I was joking. We were texting before the show and clearly we had just seen that same part in the mm -hmm. documentary. And we were like, we were like, we're both team Jar Jar. Like, but yeah, I agree. Like I'm at best, like bring him back and do like. Like make an it an animated series. And honestly, it would be hilarious as hell to make it a sitcom like a half an hour, 25 right. minutes sitcom where it's like Jar Jar Binks just living his life. Like the yeah. friends, like honestly friends or the office or something like that, where it's just Jar Jar Binks hanging out with people. I'd watch right. it. Or no, we've no said like, there. do even live action, honestly, yeah. I'd be fine. But like do a live action re kind of rethink of that comic droids. Yep. Yep. And yep. have Jar Jar be a part of that. He would fit in perfectly. I mean, C-3PO and Jar Jar and R2-D2, like perfect. So Jar Jar Binks to me is not the reason why I don't like this movie. Why any right. of the, any of the qualms I have with this movie? What I Definitely. don't like is how badass, badass Darth Maul is, and how little <laughs> we get Darth Maul in oh, yes. Phantom Menace, and yeah, then he dies. And that's the other thing is like you you obviously it's a spoilers. This movie came out in nineteen ninety nine. I don't think we have to say spoilers on this movie. No, I don't think um, so. Is it made you not want to watch the second like and to me it was like you you introduce this badass mm -hmm. character that's you have you know it's a trilogy you know there's more movies coming and you still kill them off not well, really necessary to kill them off either no like, well, there they, was no they point had, they had teased so much with yes. him too like that i think you hit on the point of like i mean people were really disappointed that he was gone that fast like yes people like he was going to be everybody's new darth vader i mean why wouldn't you have him extend throughout the whole series? I don't understand yep. that part of it. Like it just doesn't. It, he's a badass looking character, unless his makeup and everything and costs too much. To I doubt that. But like, it, it just seemed weird that you'd create this badass character and then and then kill him off. And then here's the other thing to rubs me the wrong way. Even too is that he filmed series episodes for Obi Wan Kenobi show. It's coming out at the end of May, and supposedly those scenes have been scrubbed. That he's actually not even in the movie. That's why the show, and that they're actually replacing him with Darth Vader. Hmm. And I was just like, that's weird to me. Like, I was like, we've done the Darth Vader thing. Let's let's talk about some Darth Maul stuff. Well, and we had, I mean, we had Darth Maul at the end of, uh, of uh, was it Solo? 
Oh, no, so was solo, it solo? Is it solo? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I would. I was like, I was fully expecting like this kind of return of Darth Maul, which I think is way more excellent than Return of Darth Vader. And if you want to sell toys, I'm sorry, but like those toys are yeah. look cool looking. And here's the fun thing you mentioned about mentioned the uh, people getting hyped about it is that in that documentary, people are showing up to the movie for the first time yes. dressed as Darth Maul. Well. Like you saw him in the trailer and you're like, let's oh my talk God, about, let's talk about the toy thing again, where yes. people want to like, do you know what we were all most excited about in that movie was the double lightsaber. I yes. didn't care what you did in that movie. It could have ended up being the Smurfs and yes. like something else with the Jedi. We, when he lit that double lightsaber, that was it. Like, but, but here, okay. Here's the, uh, going to be a, 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 a new to the game, Star Wars fan. They're not really new to the game, but like, I wasn't as much into it until 2022, sure. really. I mean, 2021 a little, we talked like, I was like, you know, reading the actual like books and stuff like that too. Sure. Kind of yeah. Stuff, yeah. Is, um, is uh, now I forget where I was going with it. Oh, the technology and some things that were in this movie that were better and more technologically advanced yes. than the stuff that was in the the original trilogy yep. so like you had droids and things that were like more badass droids than you had in the original trilogy yep. and the original trilogy is supposed to take time take place after this so what <laughs> some of these things also the technology was there then all of a sudden i know we went back in time what so like I, a double lightsaber is badass but why didn't anybody no, and it, that's a great point and i think honestly that is one we can real quick get to the heart of yeah. one of the complaints of george lucas yes. which is i mean it actually is like a great way to frame a larger historical narrative is that mm -hmm. like let's let's say it's the roman empire right the roman empire has all of this high technology the yeah. empire fails in its wake we have the medieval period of course it turns out it's nowhere near as backwards as we thought but it is pretty wild like they go from what is essentially i mean unimaginable technology back to a pretty primitive form of life and I'm sure that's what George Lucas was thinking, but George yeah. Lucas has problem communicating what he's thinking sometimes. And like, for instance, the trade federation, yeah. and it turns out people don't like diplomatic politics in their movies no. too much. Especially but, my point, movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, cause like, I think you're right. The thing is, I think there is a great narrative there about how far things fell after the galactic yes. Republic and what that means. That's why we focus on the outer rims now and the Mandalorian and blah, blah, blah. But but and I guess you're got... right. The idea that I mean, man, uh, lightsabers aren't just like around. Like, there's not just like everybody has a lightsaber. Like, they all have a yep. gun or a blaster. Like, a lightsaber is one of those things that's like very few and far between. Yep. And handcrafted. And yeah. And so, like, even if someone created one, the technology and the in the effort to go into a double sided lightsaber might have been so crazy that they just hadn't had one yet in the time because they yeah. obviously like episode three happens yep. and then episode four happens right after it. So it's not like years and years and years and years and years and years pass between yeah. these movies. But honestly, that's great though. I mean, I think viewers should think about that when they watch it as like, that's actually supposed to be a part of the narrative that then makes more sense. Even now where like, look at the Mandalorian, like nobody has a new ship. Everybody's mm -hmm. driving like weird old, you know, Naboo starfighters that are being, converted it's definitely it's not the same thing the prequels everybody had brand new cars and brand new yep. shiny buildings and big cities like this is almost post-apocalyptic yeah in a sense but more of in a political way i guess but yeah no i mean i think that's actually an excellent point yeah and then we'll get into it when we eventually talk about the the, the sequel trilogy is the fact that it's pointless to have your guards coming out of uh the side yeah. of your lightsaber that could actually hurt you more than they probably would help you because <laughs> that might, might have actually... been a misstep yeah that <laughs> yeah. was a little but, weird 
we'll get into that at some point. Uh, you know, and so yeah, I just one of those things that's jarring to some people if you watch it. So if you watch it in the order of the movie, so one to nine, if you watch them that way, you might it might be a little bit more jarring to you that they have this technology and all of a sudden they don't, even though it actually makes sense if you if you think about it the way you're thinking about it is the other reason why I, a lot of times I tell people to watch them in the way that they were made. Like if we were talking about, if we had a, I've had a stance to tell you gun to my head, you have to watch them this way. I watch, you should watch them the way they were made four, five, six, one, two, yep. three, you know, seven, eight, nine, only because not because of storyline, only because the technology yep. at the time gets agree. better. If you watch one, two, three, and then go back and watch four, five, six, you might actually be like, Oh my God, this movie's quote unquote suck because of the technology yep. wasn't there in the seventies and eighties as it is in the late 2000s or late, Exactly. 90s, early 2000s. And I think uh, it's so just I'm, the way to watch it because, I mean, as we all say, we refer to them as the originals and the prequels. Yes, so, yes. like, I mean, the originals are the originals. I mean, you can write eight million more prequels. It's always going to be anchored around those three movies. Um, I thought and, one and, of that, one of the... Go ahead. Oh, I was well, one so of the we, documentaries. We, we, you and I are talking about writing a comic book and stuff like that with our, with yeah, our spouses. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is yep. we talked about the idea of cre- doing this something similar, where it's the idea is you create the, the storyline, your 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 meat and yep. you know vegetables, and then you create like a badass thing and be like, hey, guess what? We have the small limited series that's coming out that tells you how we got yep. to here. I love that stuff. Like I'm reading um this coming week or the beginning of March or beginning of April, I think it is. Something's killing the children is coming back after it being yep. gone for a while, and they did a House of Slaughter thing of it which is a prequel talks about someone in the book and so like to me it was like okay you're taking a break but we're going to release this thing that explains how we got to where we are and that's what george lucas did and so i think that's badass way of doing it because not only did they do the prequels but then eventually they eventually did the sequels so it's like if you watch them in the order they were created you get to find out what everything's all about and then how we got to that point and then what happened after that and so it's it's a good way to break up because it could just be a long movie or a long TV show by of watching course. it one through nine. I mean, um, that's why it's so excellent. I think that that Disney got a hold of it. I mean, mm-hmm. which is another thing when people like crap on George Lucas and like sell like he sold his idea to Disney for billions of dollars. Like, I'll who else right. would it? Who else would you entrust it to? No one. I'll say this a hundred percent guaranteed. No one would have said no to that. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are or how perfect of a Star Wars fan you think you are and how amazing you are. If someone like Disney offered you $4 billion for your company, there's no one out there that would say no. Imagine you're a creator like George Lucas who feels huge ownership over this world that is entirely that he created. I mean, tons of people helped him, but it's his IP, right? Yes. And if I was getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want this to be dominating my life forever, like, who I mean, like I, I just like, what would your next move be? I would find a place that has the money, the vision, and the people to keep executing my idea, or I'd just say it's done. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. So, and I'm glad because I'm glad it's not done. Well, me too. And that's the thing is, we had to get through. So, in order to get to where we are now, we had to have Phantom Menace. And yes. in order to get to where we are now, we had to have. George Lucas selling to Disney because of course Disney plus is where all these fun shows that we're saying, right. Oh my gosh, we have our star Wars back again is these shows that are happening on Disney plus your Mandalorians and, and so on. Yep. Um, and so we're getting our Obi-Wan Kenobi prequel or basically, I mean, additional thing of Ewan yeah. McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is awesome. Cause I loved Ewan McGregor in this movie. Um, oh, me too. The, the, the so it went a certain way. I still, to this day, I said, I don't care. I don't care what company. Someone offered me the right number 
millions of dollars for this podcast, we'd stop tomorrow. We'd, we'd stop in the middle of an episode. I'm sorry. I love doing this, but it doesn't mean you can't do something right. else. And, the, and one of the main reasons start that, another podcast. Exactly. And that's one of the main <laughs> reasons why George Lucas says he sold was that he couldn't. And it makes sense because I, I think there's this aspect of, and my dad deals with it in churches. Where yep. like if he moves the pulpit, someone's like, we've always done it that way. You can't move it. Oh, yeah. And so that's what Star Wars has become. It's become a religion to a lot of people, honestly. Is that's a great analogy. You, yeah. If you don't cha- if you change something, you can't do it because people are gonna complain about it. And so for him, he's like, I can't do anything new and innovated anymore because I have to do what people want me to yep. do. And obviously that's probably untrue in a sense. I'm a George, uh, a George Lucas uh, uh like I, I defend him a lot too. But in the same sense, what has he done since he sold it? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so, so my whole thing is like he's had the money to fund his own things himself and still hasn't done it. So part of me goes, yeah, you probably sold it because people didn't like your your prequel trilogy and you could get $4 billion for it and whatever. And so- At the same time, I would like to qualify. I don't know what he actually does with his free time and it yes. may be most excellent and he has $4 billion. So he doesn't care what I think about what yes. he spends his time doing. Yes. Correct. So but he I'm might him, but he might be making movies for himself and just sitting there with his kids watching him and being like, hell yeah, dude. That's what I would do. I mean, good for him, man. Yeah. I tell you what, Lucas Lucas Arts as a company has oh, made some of the best things I've ever seen yeah, or done in my life. Because some of my favorite video games are like the Indiana Jones oh, video my game. God. On old DOS video game where you like had to like oh, click walk in this door and that's a Lucasfilm's full video throttle game. the dig. Yes. Oh my god, I could go on and on. That's a whole another podcast. And Lucas so, so why don't I say a word, a trigger word yep. for some people? Midichlorians. Oh boy, <laughs> and that's a trigger word because some people suppose again. This is the whole why I can understand some people not liking George Lucas. Is he only saying things because? He wants to protect his right. image and the idea that George Lucas created the mythology of midichlorians supposedly back in 1977. They just never mentioned in the first three movies right. and then it finally came to light in Star Wars prequels. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. It doesn't matter. Right. No, um, again, um, I, I understand the same way I said to you about the whole technology thing. If it's a thing that happened and midichlorians were a thing, then why weren't they mentioned? The first three movies that were mentioned, they weren't mentioned for the second three movies, technically. Like the, I should say that episodes one through three and four through six. But why they weren't mentioned the entire time for three different movies in the 70s and 80s, but they were mentioned in the newer movies. I can understand people not talking about it as much or whatever, but it just never was mentioned. So either way, I think it's a cool addition to this movie to show that like how you would tell whether or not this person could be a Jedi or not. And I I feel like too, that ties into something that's been people like Star Wars fans have talked about forever, but like that gets lost in the Phantom Menace, which Mm -hmm. is the Jedis actually aren't portrayed really well. You know, I mean, they're, they're the higher up, like they're, they're not handling things as well as we always think they do and so like i mean i think that was a big i forget entirely where my point was going but like the criticism of the jedi is kind of baked into this movie too so they do a lot of they do a lot of kind of seemingly dumb things and that's intentional but i think people now take that as like a plot hole that's ruined stories for them but it's very much written into the narrative like these guys are so detached from reality Mm -hmm. and I forget where that was going, but something about how that's just how the movies judge now. But 
I understand too. I also, none of us, so George Lucas is a smart person. Like George Lucas yes. does things that we'll never be able to do. We talked about just for a second, they were going to write a comic book. Like we're not going to be able to create anything near what George Lucas has come up with. Like these worlds and these things that he's able to think of I'm right. basically on his own. He's had a team around him, but like a lot of that stuff is him and him alone, him alone. Same like uh, with Tolkien and freaking the Lord of the Rings. And you have R.R. Martin with, you know, um, I can't even think of the name of the show. Uh, Game of books. Thrones. Game of Thrones. Those like those are smart freaking people that just like yeah. baffle you on these things. He made the prequel trilogy 16 years after the first movie. Yep. And so if he came up with something in those 16 years, you're telling me that he's not allowed to use it right. because it doesn't connect in a way that you didn't hear them say it in the first three movies. Exactly. Like oh, that's just because right. he yep. didn't say it, it means it doesn't mean it wasn't there. You're talking with Luke yep. Skywalker who knows is not right. a Jedi yet. You're talking with Han Solo, who is a rebel, like a rebel, right. like a you know, uh, mm. a runner. And you're talking with you're talking with people that don't. Yes. Your main characters aren't people like in the first movies where like you're training. Like you have Yoda a little bit, but that's it. Right. And so like I understand that it wouldn't be mentioned as much because why would it freaking matter? Sure. Well, and I think actually I, for the midichlorians, that was the point. I forgot that we. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point. But my thing is, I think. Disney has handled it mm -hmm. well. And my point of where it was kind of criticism of the Jedi is I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn adheres to some weird old stuff that even the Jedi around him in the yeah. prequels don't adhere yeah. to. So there's a thing there. Of the, there might be some truth to the midichlorian thing, but it seems like that actually after fall of the Republic, that's not how people think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's fine. The story can end there and just say like, I don't know, there was something in the the high republic that they thought they had a technology maybe it didn't work maybe it wasn't real mm -hmm. right well that, that it, i listened to some podcast about the end of boba fett book of boba fett and how yep. um um baby yoda or grogu decides like given the option basically he was given the option to go with the mandalorian or stay and train as a jedi and the fact that he gave him the option even though he basically i think luke skywalker, skywalker basically wanted him Right. To choose the Mandalorian route, like, because that's what he did, basically, yep. when when Luke Skywalker basically chose to go save his friends over staying right. with Yoda is because it gives him the option. You make the decision. And that tells yep. me because if Yoda, baby Yoda wanted to stay, he could have been an evil person. And so sure. Luke Skywalker, the whole theory of in this podcast I was listening to is that Luke Skywalker made him make the decision so that yep. if he made the wrong choice, he could direct him in the right way. But he wanted to make the decision on his own. He made the right choice, which means that go save your friend, like go be with yep. the Mandalorian, and then hopefully he won't become this evil person. Yep. Whereas the same thing with you know happens in Skywalker. So all these things change, and people make decisions, and, and things change over the years. But like this yep. is not Marvel Cinematic Universe we're talking about. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe universe is one of my favorite things ever, and it's we're talking now we're like what 10, 11, 12 years into it, right? Yep. That was the difference yep. in over the difference, like over the space between the last movie they made, George Lucas made, and the the the, the fourth movie he made right. was over that time period. So if you want to change something or reinvent something or do something new in the, in the MCU, it's two movies ago. You can easily change something exactly. and add something, and they're in chronological order. Whereas you created some movies, and you have to go back to it. There's sometimes there's hands were tied, and sometimes he's like, screw it. Yep. They didn't talk about midichlorians anymore whatever like we're moving past that we don't care like there's some of that thinking too much into it. we're reviewing sure. or discussing the, the episode of the movie but like sometimes you just have to go with it 
And I, I hate to tell like the brilliance of Lucas and other film writers, if people haven't noticed too, is the midichlorians gave you an option. Yes. If you're a science-minded person, you can still believe there's a scientific basis for the mm -hmm. force. If you don't, and you still like that it's magic and fantasy, you can believe that too. That's why we call Star Wars science fantasy. But I mean, yes. my point is, yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it, if, you, if it works for you, it makes the story more meaningful to you. And that's how we write good stories. Like, mm -hmm. Exactly. And if they all of a sudden, I mean, it, literally, I mean, I don't remember now. I've got to, well, we're, we're going to rewatch episode two and episode three again. Yep. Um, but like, was there even a talk or discussion past episode one about midichlorians? Like, I don't remember. I'll have to get back. I don't think so. I don't think so. So it's literally backlash like was so big in one episode, or yep. one movie. Uh, it, it made it so, you know, people flipped out. And again, I think it's because people needed to find something to fucking complain about. Yep. It wasn't even that they actually had a big issue about it. I think it was just like, I liked the movie a lot, but it yep. wasn't Empire. So I got a crap on it somehow. And Medichlorians, there you go. Right. And, and Jar Jar Binks. And, and that, the Medichlorian like, thing was weird too, though, because I just feel like what, I mean, like you said, it's just, we understand how our world works. I mean, science at some point thinks they've found a way to detect a thing they kind of did it didn't turn out to be what they thought it was but there's still scientific truth and we move on and now like you said we see in was it the mandalorian or mm. book of boba fett like they are bringing in the scientists yes. who are trying to track down people with force powers yes. i love that that there's like the people that are like no this isn't just science and there's the like now the guys that are like well we're using science to find you yeah so it's both <laughs> It's, it's, and again, we talked about when you text me, I can't, I freaking love Star Wars. And I'm like, this, this whole world is amazing. And there's so yeah. many things. It's like, I'm such a fanboy now. That's also hard for me. Like my MCU love to, to pick on it, to find holes, yeah. to find these things. There are things. These are not perfect movies. No, they're not. They're I, far from like perfect my, movies, but they're great. part of the reason I'm not always picking at the holes in both of these is because they're, they're full of holes. People yes. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. I've yeah, never exactly. read And I mean, have you read a comic book in your life? They don't make sense no. over the over years. They do it like in this story and this story, but go back 10 years and tell me anything matches comics today. It doesn't. Like, it also shows the 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 selfishness of people nowadays. Yeah. That like they're all like out there version. like, yes, they're all like yeah. we make the we make the, pre the prequels. Why? I want my version. But your version is different than the person down the street's version. Yeah. So whose version are we gonna make? This is the version that is the movie. Like this is what yeah. he wanted. And so well, go back to it and do whatever you want to it. If you want to make your own fan edit, like they've done before, yeah. but like this is the movie and this is what we're going to get. And if you don't want to watch them, don't watch them. Cause really again, and I, this is, not, I don't want to be anti star Wars here, but you can watch four five and six and be happy and not watch a single other movie. We don't want to, they sure. make sense yep. as a whole. They didn't yep. need to ever make another star Wars thing ever. Nope. And it would have been fine. You didn't need to have how Anakin became sky, uh, Darth Vader. Yep. It was cool that we got it. That's the thing we should be happy about is the fact that they actually made three more movies to explain how Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. Yeah. And that, that's how we led into the a fourth movie in the series. Do you want to just forget the prequels? Fine. Watch four, five, and six and be happy. Yep. I'll tell Which you right now, I like four, five, and six more than I like seven, eight, and nine. I do too. Oh, sorry, and, sorry, and sorry. I'll... One, two, and three. One, two, and three I... more than I like seven, eight, nine. Right. Oh, I do too. And I'll make a hugely controversial statement here that I will stick to, which is, Star Wars now can start to jettison the yes. original trilogy before it can ever think about jettisoning the prequels. Yes. Because although there's bits of your favorite originals in this, if you stop and look, it's all based on the prequels. 
and the cartoons that came yeah. after. That's yeah. who they're making this for. That's the generation they're after. And I love, I love that I was there for even a part of the original yes. Star Wars experience, but I promise you, we could close that door now, but mm -hmm. we can't do that to the prequels. No. And I think one of those things you might actually get people we've talked to that 20 year documentary was people are starting to come around to the idea that these movies were good and they, they were, they, they liked them and so on and so forth. And that's where you're going to honestly get. And one of the reasons why I wanted to start with episodes one, two, and yep. three and not because we could have done it in the episodes four, five, and six, and then go to one, two, and three is that this is leading up into Obi-Wan Kenobi on, on, on Disney plus. Yes. So at the end of May, there's a, there's a new show coming up and this literally feeds out of episode three. It, yep. And so like when you get to episode three, this is you and McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. And so yep. that again, like you said, they're creating a brand new show with new storylines that yep. leads out of the prequel trilogy. Yep. So if you, you just gave me goosebumps you, when you said you, that, too. you can't <laughs> get rid of the prequel trilogy because that leads into this and maybe they'll do a little bit of retconning. Yep in it to kind of like pull back in there. Maybe we'll hear the word Metachlorian in this movie, this show. We yep. don't know, but like you need these three movies and that three movies start with this one movie. And I, again, I, I don't think it's nearly as bad as what people think it is. Um, if you want to get in there and get a couple of things, there's small things that, you know, the lack of more Darth Maul. I think the pod racing scene was, was awesome, but also sure. could have been I mean, shorter. Like that's the one kid, thing. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Nintendo 64 episode yes. one pod racer game yes. all dominated a large part of my life when it came out. That was yes. so fun. Oh, I love the like nostalgic wise, the whole fan service yeah. thing is seeing R2D2 and C3PO at the very beginning. Yeah. Like of their of their story basically was yeah. also fun because like those characters you could put in every movie all the time because they're never going to age because they're electronics. They're not right. humans. Um, and C3PO's line, you'll never get me on one of those starships. One of yeah. my favorite lines from the movie because yep. you know for a fact for the rest of his life he's on starships in fights being shot at being dismembered. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't even where are we anywhere specifically now that we're talking about, or can we jump no, around? No, jump around. So I, I just I wanted mean, to go over a couple more of my notes before I forget, but like, you know, they should have listened to Yoda. Yoda is a smart oh God, man. Yes. And Always just, listen to Yoda. They didn't listen to Yoda, and guess what? Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. Yep. I mean, but yeah. Go ahead. There's a no, no, no I was saying, I, I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn, like mm -hmm. he was only in that in Phantom Menace, but like, dude, he was a great Jedi. Yes. Like, like again, like, I mean, whatever, midichlorians aside, you know, like, like Qui-Gon Jinn is like on filmed Star yes. Wars. Like he's one of the coolest Jedis ever. I mean, he's got a some other set of skills at him. He does. He does. And we found that out later in his next <laughs> career. Yeah. It's just so After funny the, watching certain movies, certain people, yeah, and you see yeah. them in other movies. I mean, uh, you know, seeing uh, uh, Nick Fury in friggin' uh, yes, uh, the exactly. second film or oh, this yep. film, he's in this film. It, it, it's so funny to see yep. him in these movies that you just you're going, oh my god, well, the future there's is a controversial. Like, I mean, like a Qui Gon Jinn dude, cream of the Mace Windu was a goofy character, man. Yes. Like, do I am I angry that he's in the movie? No, not at all. Like, no. it's fine. But yes. like, come on, dude. Yes, absolutely. And storyline, like the idea that that Natalie Portman is not Natalie Portman, like she's her dub body double acting in this yeah. thing. It's like, and I thought to myself, why don't we do that more often in this world? Why don't we have like when someone's running for office, like you say it's right. you know Adam Morris that's running for office, office, but really it's your body double. So whenever you have yeah, like yeah. speeches, they're speaking for you and they're reading you're, off of your teleprompter. You're so actually you working. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're getting shot at, it's someone else. Like you get a, yeah. they paid a bunch of money to be drawn out the bad people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 a 
it's cool to see those things and see actors like Natalie Portman in these movies. And I, just, I had to look it up. Taylor and I were like, I'm like, how old is she? She was 17 when that film, movie was being filmed, 18 yeah. when it came out. Wasn't just, the body double Kira Knightley? I don't think so. Or did so, I make right? that up? Is, yeah, no, I, that up. totally, I think, is an urban legend that I absolutely 100% just made up. You know what I did love is that the battle scene where all the droids were there and they're like, you're on the, like, reminded me a lot of um, uh, uh, Infinity War where they're fighting the evils yes. they were fighting in the big thing and stuff like that. The other thing I had is the so funny at the very end, the Anakin Skywalker looks a lot like small, tiny baby Obi-Wan with his little braid off the side and his haircut was the same as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I thought that was great. And it was, uh, it was Kira Knightley. It was look at that. Was, look at she was the body double. Look at you. And they don't even Which look is, the same. No, but I'm just saying again, talk about a weird, like there were a lot of people yes. in these movies like Kira Knightley. I mean, had a she went on to career. have a humongous career. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so she was the double. That's wild. <laughs> yes, exactly. What I did write down is uh, the beginning of the Star Wars week. I, I put an episode. We put, put an episode out with top like fun facts about Star Wars yep. universe. Um, but right now, I had some fun ones about Episode One. Uh, he wrote Episode One. George Lucas wrote Episode One by hand with a pencil and a notebook. He actually, That's in cool. fact, writes all of his scripts that way. So everything was written by with a pencil and a notebook, which is fascinating. Yep. I want to know how much that's worth the original it's like original drawing for an artist yep it's yep. like it's some pencil on paper framed on your wall holy shit uh one of the biggest influences in making the phantom menace was the young indiana jones chronicles remember that tv show yeah oh i absolutely do not only did it have a significant number of television series crew and production team that later worked on the phantom menace the same crew some of the techniques they perfect perfected in the filming of that series were used on episode one, which is fascinating. Obviously, Indiana Jones is also a Lucasfilm, um, you know, looped into that whole thing anyway. But the first scene of The Phantom Menace was filmed featuring Darth Sidious and Darth Maul. So that one where they're together um, yep. on the balcony in Coruscant, that was actually the first filmed scene, which I love to see that because I love that idea that things aren't filmed in order. Right, 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 right. Um, uh, after a monstrous storm destroyed almost everything in Mos Espa, the uh, Tunisian army helped rebuild it. So that that scene, they yep. had to actually rebuild it, and it was pretty funny how that you know they ended up having that the, the military helped them rebuild it. Uh, the Jedi and the Sith went through three hundred aluminum lightsaber blades while filming wow. the Phantom Menace. Stunt coordinator Nick Gallard helped build the new lightsabers in physically and mentally in, uh, intensive duels. That's pretty crazy thing. Cause obviously they put special effects over them. Of course. They of use, course. Yeah. And the last one I had here was some of the cheers and jeers emanating from the audience at the pod race are from the San Francisco 49ers game. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. You have like a football game. That's, that's like, oh, you hear the cheer. And you're like, I was at that game. Wow. That's pretty crazy. That's in the movie. I was an extra. Was, I was, <laughs> I read that like he based that scene on Ben Hur. Oh, and I can uh, see that, which you can see, but I was, I was, I thought you were going to say that that's what the fan noises were from. But I was like, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That again. Yep. Which well, that actually, as a point I thought was great. George Lucas had also said at one point, well, I feel like the prequels are a history of star Wars. So I wanted to make them like films were made in like, you yes. know, the golden age of film where they, they were over the top, which I yes. feel like if you think about it like that, he actually executed that idea well yes. i mean that feels that feels like one of those weird like 50s movies where you're like why are you all so goofy 
Like, this is supposed to be the story of the American Revolution. Why are you singing? Yes. Like, but this feels like that kind of era, you know, in film where you just accept it because that's how the film's made. Exactly. And I also feel like on top of that, my whole point of the MCU and the whole point that people fart at a funeral is funny yep. things happen even in serious times. So having the Jar Jar Binks character make a joke here and there and laugh and having yep. Anakin make a joke here and laugh and make light of certain things and, and so on and so forth, or even Obi-Wan or whoever. So yes, they're fighting for their lives and they're fighting for the, 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 the future of the, of the universe they're in. Yep. There's still funny things that are going to happen. Someone's going to trip and fall on the starship yes. and hurt their leg and sub a toe and be like, <laughs> idiot. Like it's going right. to happen. So what's well, it, our, it's our stormtrooper that hits his head yes. in the original movies. You Gosh. know, that's great. That actually Classic. happens. So yes. like, you know, I still, I still think it's funny that that actually stayed in the freaking movie. <laughs> I do too. I love it. It showed, it showed probably the, the limited number yeah. of budget dollars they had left in the, in the, and thing at the same time, exactly what would happen. Yes. I would run my head into a, an iron beam like that two seconds into wearing a helmet like that. So I would have been even better if they actually talked about that later yeah. on. Like in another movie or in a different movie, like just talk about like like oh like some blind spots or something. I got a, yeah. I, got a, I, got a you know, I got a headache from that time I busted my head on the thing or something. Yeah. Obviously, he got right. shot, but like the idea that like bring it up and make it obvious that like we made a faux yep. pas in filming, but really it could work that out because be again funny. things happen. Nothing is perfect. Right, you that's do what things. Disney, you double toe. That's what Disney does best. I'm sure that's why I think we just we need our Jar Jar Binks comedic yes. thing to kind of deal with all the funny stuff and just make a joke out of it. Absolutely. I, again, I, I, how funny would it be for Jar Jar Binks to just like, like do a uh, Mystery Science yep. 3000 or Mr. Theater, Mr. Theater 3000, whatever that is, and like watch the films and have him talk about the yep. films, but have Jar Jar Binks be the person that gets yes. him under Abed desk for doing that too. It's like, well, this is at the time where I did this and got my tongue stuck in the laser beam and, and, and stuff like that. Again, start to finish, the movie is great. Two hours and yeah. 10, 2013 minutes. So again, not too bad. How how long was it? Two third like 133 minutes. So what is that? Okay. Two hours and 13 minutes-ish. Yeah. Uh, right around there. So again, I'm a big 90-minute film, but I feel like you could probably have gotten that down to about two hours on the dot with a little bit less pod racing. Yep. Um, but again, it, I don't think it was unnecessary, but it just looked like no. to me, the only gripe I said that one of the only bigger gripes they have is when you sit down and you watch that scene from the beginning to end, it was almost like you were watching. ESPN showing pod racing and it's like right. did you really need to have a whole section of the movie like yes. if you were filming this as a TV show would have been the entire episode of TV would have been just the pod race so you yep. could have come back in and out of that thing but and, and I understand I feel like the point of it and all that stuff for those of you that weren't there in 1999 like this this was all the rage yes. in the late 90s yes. was making movies that could have been done in an hour and a half and making them four hours long <laughs> and we had this whole era of like brave hearts and stuff where yeah. we were like that's a great movie it could have been two hours long, but four hours was okay. So this movie is born in the middle of that. And I think kind of people didn't like it as much as yes. they thought they would. Cause it, uh, that's a valid complaint. Well, I mean, Titanic. Oh God. Two years but, prior to that. And that was three yeah. hours and 14 minutes. Oh my God. That's, 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 like, that's what I said. That was all the rage. It was what remember three was, was it three cassette tapes or two cassette tapes? Oh God. That uh, was the, was uh, the star. Titanic, I think it was the dual cassette yeah. what? This is when the DVD starts really taking yes. off is when they're like, wait, are you guys going to make double and triple VHS tapes for everything now? Yes. I'm glad because we have no room. I have. Oh my God. 10 VHS tapes on the shelf right here. Like old vintage ones. That <laughs> they're I all collectible. Yeah. They're like 
half of a shelf and I, I could just I fit 30 DVDs in that one spot. So it's, oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like, and also back when I used to have the binders of the DVDs, right. you have a binder on the shelf where you can't do that. With, that would have been binder for VHS tapes. Uh, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> um, it, so yeah. So from the beginning to end, uh, I still think to this day, anybody who waited in line to go see it and waited in line to buy a ticket, you got what your money's worth. I'm sorry. I don't care if you liked it or didn't like you got your money's worth. It was a star Wars film from beginning to end. Yep. It was modernized, which I liked because I brought it to the time we were at. You're not watching. Yep. A film. Nowadays we're in this nostalgic part of it where it's like, if they made a movie that was almost identical to, to, yep. to return of the Jedi or even star or new hope or uh, empire that you would see. And they made it in the exact same way with the exact same technology and the exact yep. same, everything we would be like, Oh my God, this is badass. But you don't need that. It's only yep. fan service. The people who don't know Star Wars, the people in 1999 who had not seen the, the, the regular yep. trilogy, who had seen it but wanted something new and was the first experience yes. seeing Star Wars in the theaters, you needed to make a movie like this movie with the technology yep. and the story they made for it to actually make sense for the future. So I, I, no, I will defend I mean, this movie forever. <laughs> well, you made that. That's the thing. You, the, you made the key point is like for even in my age group is like, I love Star Wars. So even if you did, you grew up like reading like I did like in the library yeah. at lunchtime, reading yeah. Star Wars novels. I still didn't have my own Star Wars because yeah. when when Return of the Jedi came out, I was four years old. So like there's a whole generation that like that's their Star Wars. Mm -hmm. If Disney had cut that out, it would have been done. Mm -hmm. Nobody would I mean it. So, I mean, that was brilliant. We have to lean on the prequels. We have to put them you know, into our mind as part of the story. And like you said, the only way to do that is just to watch it and enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, and this, my, our parents had the original trilogy. We have the prequels. Yes, and, we do. You know, some of our regulars, uh, Scott and Dana, their daughter, Claire, who was obviously a big Ray fan and all that stuff, yep. being a young woman or young girl is that's their star Wars. So they have yep. these cool, and that's one of the benefits of having it separated by so many yes. years is we have these three different generations now. And now the next generation will have the TV shows, the Mandalorians and so on, yep. or even the next thing. And I will yep. bravely stand by at least episode one. We haven't reviewed or talked about episode two and three, but I feel like we're going to be in the same similar boat on those two as well. Uh, as yep. we talk about those, but if, again, if it was back in the theaters tomorrow, I think you and I might be going to the theaters to watch it again, because it's worth seeing in the theaters. Absolutely. I was trying to think how many times I went and saw that when it was in the theater, when it came out. I mean, again, when I was 20 years old, cause again, I hate to remind everybody of our age, but you actually like had to wait forever yeah. to see a movie, like, yes. like a oh, year, yeah. like a well, solid that, year. Well, they talk about and, that now is they talk about how yeah. like 45 day window now to streaming. Yeah. And it was like, it was not a 40 day, five day window back in the day. So it I mean, was like, it would, it would leave the theaters yeah. nine months no, later. Here's, here's what we did. And you did too. Yeah. Like we, you know, we watched it. And then if we were big nerds, we went at midnight, like nine more times yeah. at the disc, at the discount theater mm -hmm. and watched it over and over and over and over. And I would, I did. So I, I know I loved it. <laughs> and here's the question. So uh, like the last, we'll finish up with this is, if this movie was released, this movie, like mm -hmm. you're talking, if 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 the original trilogy came out in the early nineties or late nineties, right? Yep. Same exact movies we came out, and that the three movies we just had come out, seven, eight, nine, were these three movies. Mm -hmm. Would it have done even more than a billion dollars because, or less than a billion dollars because 
the 45 day window kind of thing where you'd see it on yeah. streaming afterwards. Like the fact that you well, said you went and saw it multiple times, the yep. same reason why when Iron Man one came out, I went and saw it three or four times yep. because it was what I wanted for that. So that kind of thing made me, the ticket prices went all up. Now, when you yep. see that it made a billion dollars, that doesn't include digital purchases or anything like that. That's box exactly. office a billion dollars. So my question is, yes, the inflation would have been 1.8, but maybe it wouldn't sure. have been 1.8. Maybe it would have been only been a billion or less because of the fact that, the three or four times some people went and saw it, they would have been like, yeah. I'll see it twice and I'll wait for it to come out in digital 45 days later, which I, I don't have a problem with because I like it on digital at home so I can watch it again in my own comfort of my own home. But yeah, I, I think too, I, honestly, I just think people don't re- like Star Wars had a solid number of years where it just wasn't going to get rebooted. And like, no. and, and I think maybe to end is a great way to say like what we said in the beginning, which is I don't think people appreciate the point that this movie came out. Mm-hmm. The hype was real. I was there. It was nuts. It was the biggest like cinematic thing I'd ever seen ever. And, it, and right on its heels, like internet culture comes crashing in, like right in the middle of it, like, you know, right after this movie comes out and changes everything. So I think like go into it as much as you can thinking that when you watch it, like yes. the excitement was crazy, man. Mm-hmm. It was electric. And, and it was just as much when we left the theater, like everybody was losing their minds. It, it, it was the infinity war of, of the time because of the fact that we waited so long for that to happen. But, uh, yeah, so Star Wars. Check out next week or tomorrow's episode of episode two of the Star Wars yes. or the next episode. And then there'll be episode three. And then we'll go at some point. We'll take a little break and we'll get into four, five, and six at some point and, yeah. and talk those as well. So, um, but yeah, Star Wars. Star Geek Wars. out, nerd out, Star Wars, yeah. man. It's, it I'm is sorry. Like, fun. It's, it's my next, probably one of my next tattoos is going to be Star Wars now. Heck like, yeah. it, I'm a late bloomer, but I mean, I've always liked Star Wars, but like to be Star Wars fan. Yes. Yeah. I honestly took offense to their freaking news lady who mentioned that Star Trek was more of a cult following than Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, she has no idea what she's talking about. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been Capes and Tights podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. And thanks, Adam. Go watch it right now. Yes. Phantom Menace, episode one, the beginning. <laughs>